Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micros podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria <laughs> use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I am Wally Bell. And Jacob could not be here with us this evening. Uh, he had a little bit of a <clears throat> rough weekend, lost his father Friday night. And um, so uh, it, we love you, Jacob. And uh, it's, I, know, I know you know it's rough, Wally. You, I, I'm lucky enough to still have both my parents, and you know what it's like to lose a parent. Well, I, I still have both my parents. They're on the shelf over here. <laughs> They're not mobile, though. <laughs> I can move them. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he's going to take a little bit of time off from the show. Um, you know, understandable. And uh, it, uh, you know, it's, it's got to be pretty rough. So he's going to take a little time off. We did have a, a guest for tonight, but I figured it'd be best to go ahead and reschedule the guest for for a later date and uh they were they were they were fine with that and uh we're gonna redo that when jacob gets back so we're just gonna do a uh hostful episode and i i didn't do a live feed tonight because i had a little bit of a rough day too today um uh, one of the uh guitar players that uh, i played with for a long time his name's uh mike gilliland we all called him derwood um he had a heart attack and we just found out today he had a heart attack on Friday night as well and uh which is shocking because he's not old you know he's our age he was like 40 he was my age like 45 46 years old had a heart attack and um passed away and kind of hit me pretty hard today so I'm 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 doing my best to hold things together and hopefully give you guys a good uh, a good funny episode here. I'm trying my best, but like I said, I'm I'm hold I'm trying to hold it together here because you know he's gonna be he's a really good dude. He's gonna be missed, and it just sucks because I you know I'm getting to that age where friends are dying, and I don't like it, and it makes me think about my own mortality because you know I'm not not a spring chicken anymore. Well, the good news is I'm going to go before you. <laughs> Um, no, so don't say that. that. I, I don't know. That's not going to happen. We're going to go together. Thelma Lu- and Louise. Start each other's hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you. I'll be in my hospital bed and I'll be like, I want you to do, to do me one favor before I no, not today. And you grab hold of me and jump out the window. 
that's how we go out. We go out on our own terms. Uh, <laughs> go out at each other's hands. Because <laughs> uh, at first I was thinking we, you know, we drive off a cliff in a, in a convertible Thelma and Louise style, but you made it sound like we were going to be in like a, a, a to the death cage match. <laughs> Uh oh, your your microphone cut out. What'd you say? Oh, I said that's basically what's gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> that's the long and short of it. Oh man. But I and I had a little bit of a topic I wanted to talk about tonight, but it just feels so trivial now. Cause I, I everything is. What are you talking about? Well, I wanted to talk about the blue check mark controversy on Twitter for a bit, but it's like, I, I've lost all fire for it. Now. <laughs> um, it's I mean, just... I could probably say something that's kind of the same along the same lines. That way you don't have to have too much thought into it. Yeah. Um, I think so for people who are normal, uh, <laughs> that don't pay attention to this kind of thing. Uh, the, um, Elmo Lust uh, bought Twitter a few oh, months ago. I'm naming the show Elmo Lust. <laughs> he is trying to find ways to make money with the site, which you probably should have thought about before you bought it. Yeah, whatever. well, not only is he trying to find ways for it to make money, he's going about it the wrong way because he's pissing off half of his user well, the power base. power users. Yeah. <laughs> So the situation is, I think now what he's doing is he's charging $8 for Twitter Blue, which is a subscription service that gives you the ability to upload longer videos, uh, gives you the edit button, things of that nature. It also now is the only way that you can get yourself a blue check. Uh, what the blue check mark used to signify is that you are who you say you are. You are the official Twitter page of a person who has a following. Well, that's or biggest, a business that has a following. That's one of the biggest things I wanted to bring up because I've seen e even personal friends, which you know I kind of went after this weekend, and I feel kind of bad because <laughs> I called some some friends out that that were on Twitter and making fun of celebrities for being upset that their blue check marks taken away and they're yeah. taking it completely the wrong way. I mean, there are some celebrities out there, <clears throat> you know, that look at it as a status symbol. Yes. That's right. What it sort but of evolved into. Not... But that's not what the blue check mark was originally meant to do. Um, it, and that's, you know, going to someplace like Twitter, which is what Twitter was about was going to follow people you know, famous people or people that you admire or look up to or whatever, you people that you follow as far as podcasters or influencers, whatever your your thing is, uh, authors, um, journalists, that blue check mark was for people who are of note and don't that people would readily um would the kind of people that people would nefarious characters would be more apt to create a fake accounts for right now here's the thing there is a fundamental misunderstanding of what that blue check mark did 
and with the people who are like just by the check mark the check mark was never about the status symbol for most people the blue check mark was for you to know that when you see a tweet with that blue check mark that purported to be somebody you knew that was coming from an official source mm -hmm. so for example if I wanted to take a look and see what uh, just random person off the top of my head, Alana Pierce of uh, Santa Monica Studio of Sony, uh, was tweeting about uh, information regarding the new God of War game. I could rest assured this information was accurate. Uh -huh. You know, this person works for this company has to go ahead to post these things. So, so yes, this person had a following. This person had the blue check mark. There was a reason why that blue check mark made sense. Mm -hmm. Now, when I log on and I see that Arby's is holding some sort of promotion, is that Arby's? Mm -hmm. You know, hey, is you know, is uh, this going to be, you know, oh, some sort of fake account that is purporting to be Arby's that paid well, that, the $8? That's the thing is, is people were saying, um, well, you know, fake accounts are, are being taken care of, like being recognized and taken care of. Well, yeah, might be true for some of the bigger ones, but <laughs> at the same time, there's only like 12 people working at Twitter now. So how are they right. going to handle the amount of fake accounts? Plus, you've already seen when the blue ch when Twitter blue rolled out the amount of damage one uh, fake account can do in a short amount of time. Like, look at what happened. A very short amount of time with uh, the one about the uh, the 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 the, the uh, insulin company. Yeah, the insulin company. That and instantly lost, that insulin should be free. Yeah, and instantly lost billions of dollars. Now, <laughs> you know? do I, now is that a good thing that, that happened? Do I care that this company <laughs> lost all that money? No, I don't care. But the fact that it was possible yeah. is, is, then, is stunning to me. The companies the, that were really pretending the, to be Disney and putting up pictures of Mickey mm -hmm. Mouse, you know, with his dick hanging out, stuff like that. Like that shit happened. And here's the thing. One of the people who were arguing so fervently for the $8 system had an account that said they were Saul Goodman. <laughs> it had the picture from Better Call Saul. It had a banner from Better Call Saul. It, the whole thing looked, and it wasn't labeled as a parody or anything like that, which is what you're supposed to do. But if you didn't know any better, you would think that was the Better Call Saul official Twitter page. It's not. Mm -hmm. This is just some dude who spent $8 and now he's arguing with people over whether or not the blue check mark should be something that you have to pay $8 for. Well, the argument when that it, they're, they're yelling about is, well, it shouldn't, you know, uh, the blue check mark shouldn't matter. Like, well, you're, then why are you're you making, spending eight dollars? Why on do you it? care about it then? Like, if you don't right. want, the, if you don't want the the celebrities, like you know that you're angry about, 
to to not care about it. Why do you care about it? It's because and that's my thing. Every, here's you know, here's my long and short argument is that first off, you have to ask the question: What does that blue check mark do? And the second question is: Is what it does worth eight dollars? And the answer is no, nothing, <laughs> and no. It's become a scarlet that blue check letter. mark. Just means you right. It, so if you, it means Bi- I don't, Billy I, Patriot Billy Joe one one four two seven with eight followers now gets to have a blue check mark and mm-hmm. and pretend like he's you know king shit when. Right. It used to be. And not even just that, but like if, if they're trying to talk to you, it used to be that they would be buried under your followers. No, now they're like in the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And that that is dumb. I So that's really what it all boils down to. The Twitter blue does have features that are that are. OK, for some people, they might need it, So they might need the longer video they might need the um the ability to edit you know those types of things but when it when it really drills down into what that blue check mark actually means for most of us it's worthless there's nothing that i can't that, that i get from it and that's what the problem is you took something that had value something we all you every day, not just the people with the check mark, but the people using the site as a user interface situation that was a shorthand for trustworthiness as far as whether or not this person actually said this or not. And they took that functionality away and replaced it with an emoji that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 it took away the now. algorithm of Twitter because now you know Billy Joe Billy Bob Patriot one one two four seven with eight followers can get his whatever stupid shit he tweets out at the top of uh, of the for you page because he paid eight dollars instead of a natural algorithm where you know you could get on there and post something and if it caught fire it caught fire everybody saw it 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 was equal across the board of what could get pushed to the front and now it's just whoever pays the eight dollars gets to have their shit put in the front line and the thing that angers me oh go ahead what i was going to say about that is that even that is is worthless and and i'll tell you why i only know people who are on the for you part of twitter I've never met anybody who has that as their normal Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. It's always the one that you're yeah. wanting to follow, not the for you page. Yeah. Usually the only reason I'm on the for you page now is when I accidentally go there, like swiping on the phone and not realize right. it. Exactly. And I keep saying it was in my stuff. pocket. Yeah. It comes across like I start seeing stuff that I don't follow. And I'm like, why is this in here? And I like, oh, I'm on the right. for you page. That's why. Like, oh, never mind. Which sucks because now it's, it's because I'm mainly on the following page. I don't organically find new. It's harder to organically find new people that have something to say or something, somebody that I would find interesting to follow. Because if I go to the for you page, 
like I said, it's all at Billy Billy Bob Patriot one one four two seven with you know with three American flags uh, emojis next to his blue check mark, you know, screaming about fucking uh, Bud Light and how he's not going to drink it anymore. Like I don't want to fucking see that shit anymore. And the thing that pisses me off about the whole thing is, you know, me and you both, we've been on Twitter since I think I joined in 2011. I didn't really start trying to build my Twitter until 2016 or 17 or so. And it has been my number one. I even stopped using Facebook and faith and mostly focused on Twitter the last few years. And it's taken me a long time to build the followers that I have to build the communities that I've built on Twitter. And I was working towards that blue check mark because I wanted it to lock down my account. So when people see the podcast or whatever it is I'm doing, you know, monsters anonymous or whatever thing I'm working on, they could go to my Twitter page and see that blue check mark and know that I am who I say I am. And nobody right. could ape, you know, my, my Twitter or try to, to, to make another Twitter account that looks uh, uh, like me and, you know, like fakes my account. Like th- that when was the you point. No, that that thing is with scammers, the way they work is in a shotgun type scenario where they just blast out like four or five fake accounts and get what they need from them before they get shut down and then blast out more. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like, they do it once and then oh well that didn't work no that's not how these things mm. work people have a fundamental misunderstanding of the internet in general frankly it seems like because oh you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to scam people either but they're gonna do it it just and, feels like all the elon stands and all the people that are on there with the blue check marks now going after celebrities like stephen king and stuff are just Jealous little trolls, petty little trolls who didn't, who aren't, who would never in a million years would have been eligible for a blue check mark because they have nothing productive to say or do except go on the the internet and and yell at the libtards or whatever it is they're doing. And now they get to have it and it means nothing. It means nothing. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It, It was that fundamental misunderstanding of what it was. That is now disappointing people. Uh, you know, they bought that check mark, and now what does it really mean? It means nothing. People are people. Somebody actually uh, have released like a script that will block everybody with the blue check mark now. And oh, I've been it, blocking people left and right. I probably blocked a hundred people last night. I haven't blocked a whole lot of people, but it's still. I feel like it's ridiculous. I feel like the. And the reason why I haven't been blocking people is because I'm on my page. So I don't see a lot of people with the blue check mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I only see them whenever they're responding to something. And a lot of people have that the same argument, you know, well, why uh, why don't you just pay the eight dollars? Why don't you just pay the eight dollars is not a very compelling argument for why I need to spend eight dollars. Why am I gonna thing. spend eight dollars for something I've been using for free? For you know how many titties now. I can see on OnlyFans for $8? <laughs> Why am I going to pay $8 for something that I've been using for free for 12 years and I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. There, there's no value 
in that to me. If Elon was smart, it needs to be a value proposition. And I That's used, what it is. I, I used to think Elon Musk was smart, but this whole fiasco, <laughs> he is not smart. If he, he hasn't done anything, well, he hasn't done a lot of things on this platform. The, the thing is, we can see what he's doing on here more than we could anywhere else. And everything is kind of falling apart around him because his cars are crashing. Mm. Uh, the ships are exploding. The, <laughs> um, it, it's just nothing is, that he touches is doing very well. right now. What? And thank God just, I sold my Tesla stock <laughs> a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, but the well, thing is uh, he should have, if in order to make the blue check Mark thing, make any kind of sense, it should have been broken up into different colors. Like, Gold should have been for like journalists, blue for celebrities, uh, you know, influencers or whatever, um, and purple for companies, stuff like that. And then you have a white check mark that if people wanted to pay eight dollars, it doesn't have to be eight dollars a month, it could have been a one time fee of eight or ten dollars to um, go ahead and verify your account when you join Twitter. You know, to go ahead and, and, and so that people know it's you, go ahead and get that white, a white check mark so that it's a verified account by, you know, ID, phone number, everything. Go through the, 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 the rigors of, of verifying the account that way. And I think once you hit, you know, maybe a thousand followers, then you're eligible for the blue check mark because getting to a thousand followers is hard. And maybe he well, could I don't done, know about a thousand followers because I know. Way too many people with a thousand or followers, five thousand, whatever it is, or a certain number to to. <laughs> well, right be, now I think that's it's the thing a was is like the blue is... check mark. You it was very amorphous, like there was no kind of rhyme or reason to it. It just sort of happened to to certain well, people. The way, the way it's supposed to work, well, the way it was supposed to work anyway, is that there was a process in place where it It's kind of like should this person have a Wikipedia page? I mean, if if this person should have a Wikipedia page or they worked on something that has a Wikipedia page, I feel like that is enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if for you know if um, you are some sort of public figure uh, or somebody who might have people trying to scam people with your name then you need to have a blue check mark. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it all what it all boils down to. It is a UI situation, it's a security situation, but now it's just an emoji you paid 8 bucks for. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, we are a comedy podcast, so uh we should probably move on yeah. <laughs> from this topic. I just I just wanted uh, to get that off my chest because it, and I I, I hope there are people listening to this podcast that, you know, maybe we're coming at it from, you know, the, the perspective of, Oh, fuck the celebrities. And like, it's not just the celebrities. It was for no, people. It was of, journalists. Yeah, it was companies. creators. It was screenwriters, people, animators, just people who work in the fields that we work in comedians and that was an easy way for us to see, okay, these are professionals in this field. Um, let me see what they've worked on. It was a tool that was that we were using to be able to communicate and uh, connect with these people who actually 
were working in the fields that we were trying to get into. And now it's gone because yeah. we can't, it's been, we can't tell who's who anymore. It's totally, fuck, um, it's totally busted. Like Twitter it, is it, now totally right. busted and people can, are probably out there saying, well, why don't you leave? Cause I've been there for 12 years now. I can't just up and leave. I wake right. up every day going relationships. There. Yeah. It, like I've built relationships with people there. Like I, you know, I've, gotten podcast guests off of Twitter. I've met people and, you know, met people that I need to connect with on Twitter. Where am I going to go? There's nowhere else to go to do what Twitter did. There's places. I mean, there are, but that are not as good. It's, they're not as Uh, good. And that's the thing. Twitter. It's not so much. They're not as good. It's that they're not as, as fleshed out yet. Yeah. And that's the problem. We're running into a situation where, we want something new, but what? Yeah, because our people aren't moving here, so it's like it's kind of like I guess I'm going to have to stick around. I'm waiting, I wake up every day, going, uh, hoping this is the day that Elon sells Twitter to someone else. Or, or honestly, I would, I want him to to shut it down. Yeah, or just burn reason- it to the fucking ground. Just right, completely. That shut way, the we'll all be off. forced to try to find each other. Yeah, in the annals of the internet, like we did. If, if that in, happened in the back in the day, if if Twitter just crumbles and burns around them, and he just loses forty billion dollars, which I kind of hope happens, that will force us to go somewhere else. That will be the catalyst right. for us to find something. I kind of hope that happens because I'm just going to say it right now: fuck Elon Musk. He can go eat shit. He was a bored little fucking rich piece of shit that got that got angry because Stephen King made fun of him. And so he decided to break Twitter. So fuck him. Stephen King King. You're not better than Stephen King. <laughs> He's done cocaine taller than you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> we got to tell you guys about B-Rez Coffee Company. That's right. B-Rez Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by game. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel-flavored roast, or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate-flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. Uh, but leaving that in, in the past, now that that's off my chest, I, I have... Wally is a dungeon master, and no, it is Correct, not a yes. not, it is not a sex thing. It is all a, that too. <laughs> it is a Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, he is a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master, and um, mm. I have never actually played Dungeons and Dragons in my life. I, I had the um, the 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 guide when I was a kid that I had gotten from a friend. I had and I have played games like Champions through my life, but I've never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm going to Wild. learn some things here and I'm going to give Wally a quiz on, uh, yeah, Dungeons we were talking about this was going to be like a conversation, but now they're saying it's a quiz and now I'm worried. <laughs> so welcome. This is from nerdagogogo.com. Uh, Watch qu- all of this is about additions that I never played. <laughs> Welcome to the ultimate Dungeons and Dragons trivia quiz. Test your knowledge of this classic role-playing game from its origins in the 1970s to its current popularity. See if you can answer questions about the game's iconic characters such as the mighty dragon Tiamat, 
and the powerful wizard El Elminster. Are you ready to take the challenge? You, you pronounced both of those wrong, so I think I might be a little more prepared. <laughs> All right, here we go. There's the first question. Uh, what is the name of the five-headed dragon who is also a demon that is a frequent D&D arch-villain? That's Tiamat. All right, which sucks because that was you right. Just that was said a, that was it. right in the intro. What are y'all doing? Right. <laughs> Why would you pick the first answer in the intro? Uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, prior to the production of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, there were advanced rules published as a blue softbound book. The wizard on the illustration looked in looked into a crystal ball which pictured the characters on the basic game rules book illustration. According to the Blue Book's cover, those were the blank rules. Four rules? I don't know. That's second edition. <laughs> That's... Uh, I'm going to play uh, Pepper's Burp for wrong answers. <laughs> it was expert, expert rules. Okay. All right, here we are. Uh, next question. In Dungeons and Dragons, the mark of detection is carried by which house? I don't know. <laughs> it's House Madani, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Continue. <laughs> In Dungeons and Dragons, S T R D E X I N T. W I S C H A. What's missing? T R. Ah, C O N. Oh, wait. Did you say? Oh, okay. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was S T R. I apologize. <clears throat> in Dungeons and Dragons, magic users at low levels are very limited in the number of spells they can memorize each day. For example, a third level magic user can only memorize the first two uh memorize two first level spells and one second level spell and may not memorize any higher level spells. If a third level magic user were to find a magic scroll containing a spell higher than second level, would they still be able to use it? Man. Well, yeah, they can. I mean, there's rules, but... I'll give you a half point on that one. <laughs> I can certainly try, is what I'm saying. It says, yes, but you must make an ability check using your spellcasting ability to determine whether you cast it successfully. That, that is okay. Yeah, that is literally what I was thinking. I didn't know I had to go into detail about what you had to do in order to do it. But you can. That, that's one of those things where it's like if you're trying to do it, uh, you would end up having to successfully roll the the ability. And if you did it wrong, uh, depending upon what kind of DM you are, uh, you can have wild magic happen where something happens, but it's not going to be what you wanted it to. That sounds fun. That's great. <laughs> uh, we these... accidentally uh, cured someone's lycanthropy, uh, so they. they... <laughs> <laughs> they turned into, they turned into a, a person. They were a dragonborn, and they turned into a human. 
<laughs> well, I was they trying. They were Dragonborn werewolf. <laughs> I was trying to cast, uh, tra- cast some kind of magic spell, but I accidentally cured my my teammates' lycanthropy, which sucks because we were in the <laughs> middle of a battle. <laughs> it was it was pretty wild because they were we were trying to resurrect somebody using the wish spell, and uh, it didn't go well. <laughs> oh, and and you should tell people right now that you have a Patreon account where called uh, and there's a section called Tales from the Dumpster Fire, which is a D and D. It is my literal campaign. Honestly, the most recent episode is where I would start. Because it is right after they encountered a T-Rex by accident. <laughs> this is a comedy-focused campaign. Uh, they are on a an island uh, resort that has a T-Rex, and <laughs> they they stumble into the pen. Even though I I made it very clear that something dangerous was in there, and their uh, mentor was he. Uh, <laughs> by a t-rex trying to save them <laughs> and uh so um and it, all the while they're in security outfits and two of them are in mascot outfits like at disney world so they have like the big giant heads on and everything like that so they're running away from the t-rex that way great. <laughs> uh all right here's the next question uh these two were the co-creators of the original dungeons and dragons game well, I know Gary Gygax. I can't think of the other guy's name. I had some reason. Uh, you, you. I, I'll give you one hint. His his first name starts with D. I, I'm never gonna get it. I can't. I can't. Dave Arneson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Dave Arneson is the unsung hero of all of this. But Gary Gygax is the guy everybody knows. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I I knew that it was two people. I was hoping this question would never come up. <laughs> I know the answer to this question. Uh, Patricia Pulling started an organization which opposed Dungeons and Dragons. What was it called? You don't remember this? This was during the Satanic Panic back in the eighties. Yeah, but it... think. Think Mothers Against Drunk Driving. It's very close to I was to thinking that. like 10,000 Mothers or some mess like that. that. I can't remember. Uh, it's called Bad. B-A-D-D. Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons. That is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Dungeons and Dragons, your weapon allows for 2d6 plus 5 damage in battle. What is the highest amount of damage you can roll without any additional modifiers? Seventeen, huh? Seventeen. Yep. There you go. Uh, air horn. Here we go. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeon Master questions. <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons, the gnomes of House Civis can manifest is- which mark? Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, mark of scribing. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that, but I know what that is. Uh, what is another name for dark elves? Bro? Yep. Uh, hold on. I'll play this for you. 
Uh, let's see. Another interesting rule for undead creatures is that a character who is slain by an energy-draining undead creature, such as a, a white or a vampire, um, I hate getting uh, energy-drained by the whites. Uh, <laughs> I think I broke Wally. <laughs> Whites really drain my energy. Uh, and they're always on Twitter. Man, they just drain me. Uh, you know, see. my favorite, uh, my favorite characteristic of those characters is the white privilege. <laughs> you have to roll a d twenty for that. <laughs> no, it's just an extra plus eight to yeah. any attack roll. <laughs> it's it's already there. Um, let's see. Another interesting rule for undead creatures is that a character who is slain by an energy draining undead creature, such as a white or a vampire will rise again later as the same type of undead creature under the control of the Slayer. What would then happen to the victim if the Slayer is subsequently destroyed? Okay. Say, that, say, say the last half again. Not the um, first half, the second see, half. The, the, if a character who is slain by an energy draining creature will rise again later as the same type of undead creature under the control of the Slayer. What would then happen to the victim if the Slayer is subsequently destroyed? Pretty sure they die? Uh, here, here, uh. Uh, the victim becomes a free-willed undead creature. Close enough. <laughs> um, the second part of the solo adventure features... Uh, encounters with several different kinds of hostile creatures based on the hit rolls needed to strike them and their and based on the hit rolls needed to strike them and their respective hit points which of the monsters in the encounter is likely to be the most difficult to defeat hey, am i going to get a list of <laughs> I mean, like, what, no, what are we it, doing just, here? it doesn't have a list. It just has the monster. What's the monster? Uh, the rust monster. The rust monster. Okay, could you please repeat the question then? Because yeah. I think I misunderstood but, the entire thing. In Dungeons and Dragons, the second part of the solo adventure features encounters. Am I saying that right? In Dungeons and Dragons, the second part of the solo adventure features encounters with several different kinds of hostile creatures based on the hit rolls needed to strike them and their per and their respective hit points which of the monsters in the encounter is likely to be the most difficult to defeat I feel like uh, there's supposed to be a list of monsters here yeah probably um, should have been i think there's like stat blocks i'm not able to see let's see uh fireball a third level spell is perhaps the most iconic Dungeons and Dragons spell. It is generally restricted to wizards and sorcerers, but certain feats and subclasses allow other characters to learn it. Which of these subclasses can learn Fireball at 5th level? I feel like there's supposed to be a list there too. <laughs> um, I will say, I, I, I will give you part of the answer. Okay. Uh, the that's three words, and the last word is warlocks. Oh, I I knew warlocks can do it. Um, 
attack of the you're close fiend yes ding 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 ding, ding. you got it fiend packed warlocks I had to think about it <laughs> in most editions of dungeon and dragons the barbarian class has a unique ability that lets them inflict extra damage what is the ability called barbarian i think that's when they're raging yes got it i would like to raid uh, one gold piece equals how many copper pieces in the game? This is why I don't use copper pieces. <laughs> um, one gold piece is, I'd say, 20? 100. I, you know... I wanted to say 100, but I'm like, that sounds too much. <laughs> See, this is why I don't use copper in my game. <laughs> it's exclusively gold and silver. Uh, which character class is most influenced by their selected deity in Dungeons & Dragons? Cleric. Yes. Uh, which of these official Dungeons & Dragons worlds is the oldest? Forgotten Realms, probably. Uh, Greyhawk. Oh, that's fucking right. That's right. Okay. I'm sorry. Forgotten <laughs> Realms is just where everything happens. Yeah. Uh, in, in Dungeons & Dragons, the campaign setting, the Forgotten Realms depicts adventures occurring mainly on which fictional continent? Uh, the Sword Coast? Uh... Starts What's with an F. I think of what the name of the continent is. I can tell you all of the. There's the Sword Coast. There's Baldur's Gate. There's I, Icewind Dale. There's Neverwinter. Um, shit. I don't know the name of the damn place. It's called Faerun. Faerun. Okay. All right. Whatever. All right. We'll just do a couple more here, and then we'll we'll call it an episode. Um, what is the name of the massive dungeon complex that exists beneath the city of Waterdeep in Dungeons and Dragons? Tomb of Annihilation, is it? Undermountain. Well, that's dumb. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, you should know this. What company published D&D &D from the game's creation until it was purchased by Wizards of the Coast in 1997? PSR. Yes. Uh, the measure of a character's current health in D&D &D is called what? HP. <laughs> yes. Even I knew that. Yeah, because that's like video game parlance yeah. now. Well, I mean, everything that's based worse. off D&D, &D, you know. Uh, you know, I've learned that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in Dungeons & Dragons, the mark of hospitality is granted to the halflings of which house? Um, House of Pain? <laughs> Jump around. Uh, no, it's uh, House Galanda. Yeah, I don't know any of that. Like, the lore part of it, I'm very, very... Because yeah. <laughs> I made all my stuff up. In Dungeons and Dragons, a wizard is basically useless without this item. His spell book. Yes. Uh, or a focus, but, you know, that's the man. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. 
The five main classes, not counting subclasses, in first edition Advanced Dungeons & Dragons were Cleric, Fighter, Magic User, Thief, and what? It's it's something stupid. I know it. Um, it's, um, I don't know if it's think, even something that's still around. Tibetan, a Tibetan. Oh, is it a monk? It is a monk. I didn't know monks were around that. That I mean, I know they were around. But I, didn't like, I didn't either. Know they were. I mean, monks were added to uh, Diablo. Uh, huh. And also World of Warcraft not too long ago. I say not because I long knew ago, I, like, I know <laughs> I know they're in the game now, but I had no idea that they would be in the first edition. Uh, let me find another good one to go out on here. Um, let's see. Might... In, partridge, <laughs> uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, the original deities and demigods book contained two sections that turned out to be problematic with respect to copyright and were then omitted from the third edition onwards. What were the two removed sections? I don't know. Probably uh, the Hobbit uh, section. Um. Mm, No. No. I don't know that. Uh, Cthulhu, and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, Melnimbonian. Oh, yes. That old chestnut. All right, let's see. uh... Uh, Cthulhu was a, uh, at the time, a copyrighted character. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Here, we'll go out on this one. You you might know this. This is is for all 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 the gold coins, all the copper coins. Wally, this is for all the copper coins. Reincarnate and Raise Dead are both 5th level spells that can bring a dead character back to life. What is the most crucial difference between these spells and Dungeons and Dragons? Alright. Okay, what's the first one? Reincarnate and Raise Dead are both 5th level spells that can bring a dead character back to life. What is the most crucial difference between these spells and Dungeons and Dragons? I want to say Raised Dead uh, makes you undead. You're, I'll you're, lock that in. Huh? You're very, I'll lock that in. Yeah, okay. Uh, you got half of it right. Raised Dead revives the character's original body, while Reincarnate restores their soul to, soul to a new healthy body. Okay. That's what I Yeah. That's I, what I meant. I know that's what you meant. Because <laughs> no raised dead makes you a zombie. Yeah, that's so what, you don't have any of your faculties among you, yeah. but you have your physical prowess basically. I'll give you the, I'll uh, give you the full coins on that one. That 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 was kind of a tricky question. And reincarnate that one that yeah, that one is literally just bringing you back. Yeah, it's like, oops, my bad. You have another <laughs> extra life. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the 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 trivia. I think you did pretty good. I mean, there were some tough yeah, questions. Considering I don't know any of the lore. <laughs> yeah, 
I, well, I figure the, the lore stuff is probably way harder to memorize than, you know, actual... Right. I've only memorized the stuff I need to know for my game. Yeah. So, if you had any questions about uh, Asmodeus or Orcus or any of that kind of stuff, I would have had answers for you. Yeah. But in this particular instance, yeah. Everything else is in my in my world is mine. So I, you know, it, it like I was telling you earlier about the uh, British sounding uh, frost giants and the um, oh, uh, there's uh, these dwarven looking characters that are uh, that have like fire for hair and beards called the Azur, and I made all of them rednecks. So they they all you know, <laughs> well if you need any more help you need to come over here and you know just stuff like that it, it just I try to add some flavor to these characters that you know they'll always be like we're gonna place where everybody talk like that. well if people want to follow your D and D campaign where do they do it uh, it's patreon.com slash the real big wall um, it's Kurt's uh, of the dumpster fire. Uh, it's so funny because every time they say say their name, it's like uh, we are the dumpster fire. Perhaps you've heard of us. A what kind of fire? Just like everybody's like, what's a dumpster? Yeah, like dump- that doesn't exist. I, I didn't think dumpsters existed in uh, the world of Dungeons and Dragons. They don't. But like you know, it's funny. Rampage. Uh, Carlos is uh, in the game. He plays Petrus the uh, the fighter, and uh, he was. <laughs> He was in a WWE style uh, wrestling match, so to speak. Uh, where it's funny, you know how, how in wrestling they have the gorilla position and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, whenever you go out, it was an actual gorilla standing there, letting people into the thing. Uh, and, you know, and the Vince McMahon of the uh, of the thing asked him what the name of his group was, and, it, and he said, "We well, everywhere we go, it's like a dumpster fire. So I guess we call ourselves the dumpster fire." And he goes like. What what the hell is a dumpster? <laughs> like, and that's kind of the joke throughout the whole thing. It's like, the hell is a dumpster? What are you talking about? Uh, so, should I name the episode Elmo Lust and the Dumpster Fire? <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> and the Dumpster Fire, yeah. And uh, or should I say Twitter Dumpster Fire or just Dumpster Fire? A, well, no, just the Dumpster Fire. I was I was actually thinking the Dumpster Fire explosion, like the. <laughs> Kind of the rock of fire explosion from uh, Showbiz Pizza. I like it. The dumpster fire explosion. <laughs> they do set fire to a lot of things. I would actually go to a a, a Showbiz type place and go see, uh, eat pizza and watch the dumpster fire explosion. That sounds lovely. Fire explosion. I don't know if you want to eat anywhere with a. I don't think I want to fire. eat there, but I would definitely, you know, have some soda. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I've always had this idea for the uh well, more recently than anything it's kind of come together, kind of gelled where I wanted to do kind of a combination uh retro store slash pizza uh place where uh wouldn't it be great if it looked like Pizza Hut but also there was a, a oh, robot band in there? Dude, that would be awesome. And then uh, we could do actual bands, host actual bands and comedy on that same stage. Could we do the 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 Pizza Hut style uh, pizza, uh, restaurant portion of the 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 place actually be, taste like eighties Pizza Hut? I'm if we can figure that out. Yes, uh, I also 
think that it'd be great if we had like birthdays for adults. So yeah. it'll be like a child's birthday. <laughs> like we're doing things that adults would like, like craft beer and uh, just just things like maybe instead uh, hire a comedian or something of that so nature. You know, bring back uh, personal pan pizzas. Oh, I was actually thinking that if you buy a, like if you buy uh two book you can um get a personal pan pizza so you know <laughs> in the store next so you get like a little punch card and you and you can so the more books that you buy the more personal pan pizzas you get. that's all uh, that's a great who why are we not why is elon Musk not spending his money on that like that that is a money making adventure uh, i'm adventure. telling you i really feel like if we opened up the nerd cave uh, nerd cave pizza it would be a huge success we might Great success have to think about this <laughs> we'll have the dumpster fire explosion on stage the dumpster fire explosion <laughs> <laughs> if you come if you come in and you either purchase two books or actually if you bring in two books for the library uh you get a personal pan pizza and you could actually do like an adult thing where like you we have a list of books to read and if you can prove that you read two books off the list you get a personal pan pizza for free <laughs> i was actually thinking about a well you know what two seems like such a small amount uh but we need to have like i said the nerd cave section of it i was thinking like an entire dhs video store mm. Uh, where people can actually rent VHS tapes and buy them if they want to buy them, and I, you know, just all kinds of stuff. I saw I saw a whole bunch of great VHS at the Homes of Grace uh, the other day, the thrift store, mm -hmm. and one of them was the Mary Poppins from 1987 and the White Clamshell, and I'm like, oh my god, I haven't seen this in so long. That's where I get most of my VHS from. <laughs> that store. It. it they had an amazing selection this time around. So it was somebody had to have unloaded their their entire mm -hmm. collection just recently. Oh, you because can it tell, was good stuff and you good can tell when somebody passes away because you'll get like an entire collection of like same you type of what? movies. <laughs> now now I feel bad because it had to be somebody our age. <laughs> it's it like, you know, it's all the Disney movies, yeah. uh, Jurassic Park, Angels in the Outfield, mm -hmm. the remake with Christopher Lloyd. And it just, I'm like, oh no, the, oh no. I hope it wasn't an estate sale or something like that. <laughs> oh uh, man. But uh, man, it is it is time for us to say goodbye. Is there anything else to throw out there before we leave this evening? No, just look, uh, look at uh, Dumpster Fire, uh, the uh, deadgamepod.com, and uh, follow the link tree to all the different stuff that we have. Uh, our next episode is going to be about Strider, how we would bring it back, or at least how Carlos will bring it back. Um, and uh, yeah, I, just follow us on all of those socials and at the real big wall everywhere. Also, I do not have a blue check mark, uh, but uh, except for the one that I Drew on my phone. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, uh, from my other podcast, the Nerd Cave Retro Show, if you're into retro games, if you go check out the Dead Game Pod for Wally and you're like, man, I, I'd like to listen to something you know, that talks about old video games, 
Go check out my other More podcast. Handsome hosts. Yeah, with <laughs> handsome hosts. Go check out the Nerd Cave Retro Show with me and Mr. Derek Diamond, where every week we talk about old video games and we talk about whatever retro gaming stuff is going on in the news. And we do a little bit of video game history as well over at Nerd Cave Retro and NerdCaveRetro.com. Takes you to the link tree, which takes you everywhere you need to go. And we're going to go ahead and step out the door here. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We're at openmicers.com. We, our link tree is linktree slash openmicerspodcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at openmicers, at jfunktastic, at Jacob C. Craig, at Jacob Craig Comedy, and at The Real Big Wall. Patreon is patreon.com slash podcast, And we will see you guys next week. This is where Jacob would normally say something witty, but I'm not gonna.